Kent, Corto, and Catone. Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. I'm Chris Corso. Sitting to my left is Mark Catone, and uh, somewhere back there is Joe Guarneri. Hey, I know you can't see him, but trust me, he's there. Say hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Yeah, wise guy. Real smart Alec. And uh, welcome to you watching us on YouTube and listening on iTunes Radio, the iHeart Radio app. And for you Alexa listeners, just say, play Corso and Catone podcast. On iHeart, all of our shows will pop up. And uh, check us out on Twitter, at Corso underscore Catone. And, of course, the heated hotline, 855-313-PATS, 24-7. Leave us a message. Hey, listen, there's been some real good ones, so let's see if you can top those, 855-313-7287. Guys, we had a busy show today. Bruins and Celtics are hot, so we're going to talk about them in our real deal take and, of course, Catone's comments, that's never disappointing. So stick around for that. And a lot happened this week, and we're going to get into some of that in our weekly rewind. And we're going to hear from one of you in the nation on uh, in our heated hotline later on in the show. So, uh, guys, it was a busy week, wasn't it, this week? Yeah, a lot going on. This is, you know, this is a busy time of the year. With, it really, you know. So much, so much. Oh, football, baseball, hockey, basketball, all of it. And uh, yeah. so let's get started with our real deal take, uh, Joe. Oh, yeah, let's get real. So the hottest team in New England is probably the Boston Celtics right now, I would have to say. And, uh, Mark, they're 8-2 and two in the last 10 um, they've been the best regular season teams well, for the last 30 games. Yeah, last um, 30 games, I think they got the best record in the NBA. Last 30, and they're fourth. Right now, they're four games back from the uh, the number one seed, and they're tied, they're tied for fourth with Chicago. So uh, they're, they're coming, they're coming, and they are the best team. So how is this happening? I mean, we've talked about this last week, too. Um, how are they getting this done? Well, Chris, I know last week we talked about a few different things, and I know you talked about – um, Robert Williams last week, you know, being a, a, a an un, unsung contributor to this team. and But I'm going to say something to you. This team is winning right now because of Jason Tatum, all right? He, he has taken that step where he's becoming a superstar, right? Where we, we always thought he had the talent to do it. Right now, he's doing it. Can he continue it? Can he keep it up? Let's hope he can. If they're going to win a championship or contend, he's going to have to. But right now, Chris, he's playing like a top five guy in the league, which is what everyone thought he could be. And he's starting to show that now every night. He's not taking time minutes off. He's he's hustling. He's playing defense. He's scoring. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Durant on Sunday, and he got the best of him. Well, he didn't get the best of him one-on-one, but he got the best of the Nets. He, he scored, what, 54 points, you know? Yeah, I mean – He's gone 50, then 40, then 30, you know, in the 30s. And the, I mean, he's just, he's, he's lightening up and he's, he's not only Durant, he's, he's going toe to toe with every big guy, every number one on every team, Memphis and, and anyone else they come across and, and the, and the good teams, you know, they're beating some of these good teams. They're beating them big. Um, and some of the lousy teams, they're just blowing them out. 
So I listen, I agree. Um, Tatum's buying in and the scoring's great, but what really, really excites me watching him play right now is the, uns- like you said, the unselfish behavior, the moving the ball in and out, you know, deferring to some of the other guys. If he drives, he kicks out to the wing. A lot of, lot of good team play right now, which means Udoka has really got the message across to these guys. They, they, it seems like they trust him now, you know, but I won't go off my take on Robert Williams. I, I won't do it. He's become one of the best centers in basketball right now. He really has. Um, when you go down, the, down the, in, in and out of the league and you look at these guys, you, you can't help but going back to him. And I said, like, what changed? What changed? Well, that guy changed. White changed. I mean, the, the bench is playing so much better. And again, Grant Williams, I go back to him. He, he's becoming, we talked about that, an Eddie House type, somebody that can come off the bench, drain a shot, hit a three-pointer, you know, able to move the ball a little. And I think that Grant Williams is, is getting that done. So I think it's these guys, the lower-tiered guys also, that are picking up the slack and making, in other words, when the two benches come out, for the other, you know, our team, the other team, it's becoming before it was flipped. You know, Boston, you knew that Boston was going to have trouble. Well, now it's the opposite, right? I mean, you know, how's that benchmark? The bench is playing well. And we talked about the fact, Chris, that in, in a seven game series, they probably can't win a seven game series against a good team. We, we had mentioned earlier in the year, we said because they just don't have the bench to do it, right? After like the top six guys. They're done. Well, that bench is now developing, right? I mean, and you can even put Theus in there for a minute or two or three or four and get some time on him. And Horford, Chris, it, it's like yeah. he, he drank from the fountain of youth. All of a sudden, he, he's getting rebounds. He's di- he's distributing and passing the ball. He's shooting three-pointers. He's driving to the basket. Um, if Horford can continue to do this the rest of the season, he's a, another key missing link that in some of these games, Chris, he's coming up really big and he's an old, you know, he's old. He's not, he's not a kid spring chicken anymore, but he's giving them minutes that they didn't get earlier in the year when you and I were complaining about the fact, listen, you can't win a series against a good team without a bench and they don't have one. Well, all of a sudden that bench, you know, they made a couple of moves during the trading deadline, but the other guys that were already here started to gel started to play, right? Guys like, you know, like you said, uh, Grant Williams, uh, uh, you know, Horford, oh, yeah, these like guys Tice, are playing. White. Tice White, but those guys came in during the trade deadline, but even the guys that yeah. were there from the beginning oh, yeah, of the season, yeah. you know, so these guys are showing you things that they didn't show you earlier, which they're going to need, Chris. If they're going to be a legitimate contender for the NBA to get to the NBA finals, those guys are going to have to continue to do what they're doing because you can't put all the pressure on you know, the starting five. And the pace. I keep talking about the speed of the, 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 the pace, how the, how the tempo of their offense and transition. I mean, look, it all starts and stops with defense, doesn't it, with them? They're the number one defense in the league. It does. Um, you know, I, you heard Marcus Smart last night, you know, giving himself a little press, right, talking about, you know, they're asking about defensive player of the year, and they don't usually give that to guards. You know, typically that's, that's reserved for a center. Uh, but he was talking about how their job, the guard's job, is so much tougher than, than everybody else on the court. I mean, he, he's not lacking in confidence, is he? You well, know? no. And, Chris, rebounding, right, rebounding in defense is what dictates pace, right? Because you, you, you get the ball and you, 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 can, you can outlet it out and, and, and get up the court much quicker. If you're, you're playing defense, 
You're forcing them to take back shots. You're getting rebounds, and then you can outlet the pass out, and then and away you go, right? Well, they weren't doing that before. I mean, shit, teams are scoring, and then okay, you bring the ball in, but you, you can't get that outlet out and up the court no. quickly if you're letting the other team score, right? Yeah. You're gonna play defense, grab the rebound, outlet, and you're on, you're on the go, right? So so that's happening at a frequent pace now, Chris. So yeah. to your point, that, that's why that change of pace is happening because the defense and rebounding. And they're even doing that on made shots where they're getting over that time. We talked getting over that timeline with 20, 19 seconds instead of 17, 16. Well, because when deal. you get the rebound, Chris, and you throw the outlet, you take two or three steps, you, you're either over well, yeah, the but even you on, up, and there's another guy. Right, but even on made shots by the other team. No, know, no, I know that. The they they are, but, but they, they, the other teams are shooting right now, Chris, like 25, 30% against us. They're that good. So, Mark, in, in, they, in they, a seven games. Right now, they're the number one defense in the NBA. And they've been that for a while. And, and now, you know, the gods are playing up to that. And like you said, the three big men are getting it done, too. So, Mark, in a, in a seven-game series, and we'll take the Nets. Now, they beat them 126-120. Hell of a game. I mean, that was a great game to watch. And they had all, listen, you can talk about they didn't have Simmons. Simmons hasn't played for, like, two years, Mark. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, know how much gonna, he's given you. Yeah, I don't know how much we're going to expect out of that guy. But so to me, they were full staffed. Uh, the Nets were, and and Boston really, really looked good against them. So, Mark, in a seven game series, and and I want to be honest with you, Chris. So they can say what they want about Simmons, but but we didn't have a full a uh, 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 healthy Jalen Brown. It was his first game back from a, rolling his ankle over. He right. didn't have the explosion and, and the burst that he usually has. So. I would expect the next time you play them, you're going to get more out of Jalen Brown, too. But Simmons, like you said, Chris, hasn't played in two years. What's he giving you? Maybe he can play a little bit of defense on Tatum. Maybe. I think Tatum will blow by him. I I, I think he'll get Simmons in foul trouble, um, in, in my personal opinion. So in a seven-game series, Chris, the way it's it's stacking up, you're going to get four. If it goes seven, you get four in Boston. You're going to get three in New Jersey, which means unless they lift the ban on vaccinations in New York, you're only going to see him four times in seven games. The other three games, he can't play, which means you have to go into Brooklyn. Never mind steal one. You might have to try to steal two, but you definitely should be able to steal one over there without Kyrie, right? Yeah. I would think. I mean, I, you know, one so or two. So in a seven-game series, Chris, two you've them, got yeah. The, yeah, you've got the advantage, I think, with the fact that Kyrie can't play in three of the games. Yeah, you got to look at that like that's your home. Those are your home games, and you got you got to win the games without Kyrie because he was pissed off, man. He left that court oh, pissed. He was pissed, 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 pissed off. So and you know what, Chris? You know what? This Durant, you know, everyone gets all over Kyrie. I think Durant has turned into a jerk. You know, when he played with 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 Golden State and he played with OKC, he he was a likable guy. Everyone gave him props for being one of the best players in the NBA, and he still is. Right, you're one of the top two or three guys in the entire league. Uh, you got to give him his props for that. But he's turned into a real a hole too. You know, yeah. he he's he always is mumbling under his breath, saying stuff, talking about fans in different arena. You know what? Go to hell up for Christ's sakes. His mother is tweeting out and going on Instagram and all this nonsense. You know, he's turned into another Kyrie for Christ's sakes. Come, Come on, on. He's go to goddamn up. He likes his mommy. Come on, he likes his mommy. Give him a goddamn pinky then. <laughs> Stick it in the pinky in his mouth and tell him to shut up. <laughs> Well, well, you know, tomorrow is going to be a big deal too. That game tomorrow against Dallas will tell us can they compete with the Western Conference team. Chris, too. how about that? How about Brooklyn went into went into Philly though and gave him a beating. We talked about Philly because we didn't talk about Philly. But well, we said we beaten. said yeah, we said last week that Philly may be the team over the Nets because you know Harden and uh, Embiid. But again, these teams are the if 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 
if this, if that, if this. Boston oh, seems yeah. to be the most steady. As long as Boston stays healthy, nobody gets hurt down the stretch, Chris. They're the most steady. And you know what? Just to prove, again, what jerks Brooklyn is, Brooklyn are. So the guy doesn't come to Boston and sit on the bench. But Simmons shows up for the Philly game to sit on the bench in Philly to give a big, you know, a big one of these FUs <laughs> to, to, to the Philly fans. You know what? He's another jerk. Uh, what, I'll let what, you, you people. You didn't show up to the Boston game. <laughs> I'll let you people uh, listening on the uh, the radio apps uh, get a you know use your imagination as to what Mark just did, the motion he just made. <laughs> Mark, listen on the other the other hot team in Boston right now is uh, the Bruins. I not, mean, not the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to them in a little while, probably. Yeah, but look, they they eight one and one in their last ten, and I think you add another one to that. Uh, I think they won that game yesterday, right? So, yeah. so maybe nine, one and one in the last 11, they're just really hot right now. Um, they're getting great goaltending play that third line, Mark, that third line with Smith and coil. I mean, they're getting it done. I mean, they're just getting it done and they're scoring goals, things they weren't doing in the first half of the season, especially coming from that third line. So is it Pasternak? The lines, Chris, with yeah. Pasternak, but also with, you move DeBrusque, right? And 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 Hall has been playing well, right? Yeah. You move DeBrusque up to that first line, and you put Pasternak down with Hall, and that Hall uh, is is playing well in between them too, because you don't want to screw around with that third line, you know? You you, you just you don't want to do that. But yeah, I mean, the shakeup of the line mark got it done, so everybody's producing, right? But and I don't know if the coach Chris is getting enough credit. For, for managing that and doing that, I, like you don't hear much love for Cassidy. But no, listen, he did a French Chris. He shook things up. He took a shot. He did. He, he, you know, everyone said this was a dead team, and and he seems to have pushed the right buttons, and yeah. he's got them in playing inspired hockey. He does, and he, and he had to do something because they were flat. They just weren't scoring. You know, I mean, we won't get any production out of that second line when when uh, DeBrusque was down there, and now you put Pasternak, and that that helps a lot. Pasternak's on fire too. You know, the power play is good. The kill is good. I mean, you know, they're producing five on five. And when they're getting into overtime games, they're winning some of these now. Yeah. Chris, the question is this. Do they have enough to make one more run with this team and this core group of veterans? Yeah. Or do they need to make a trade at the trade deadline? The problem with this team right now is, as we've talked about, they are... I'll even say, I mean, as good as the, the, the offense is playing and, and, the, and the front line guy, the defense out in front of that net is atrocious right now. And Carlo, you know I've been on this guy's ass all season long, and he's just getting worse. They can't pull, they can't move anybody outside the, away from the front of that net. I mean, I'm watching Swayman play really, really good. I mean, he's playing, you know, and – some shots that are going in, I just can't blame him for it. They can't move people out. They're in desperate need, you know, of a defenseman, and they got to try to get that done at the trade deadline. When you look at who they have right now on defense, 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", you know, just about six feet. They're all small. That's the point. They're all small. There's no big guys there that can do the tough things, do the dirty work out in front. So, no, I think they got to make a move. And as far as the brush goes, he wants out of there. So I'm wondering if they don't move him, what will happen when the trade deadline ends? Does he pl go back to being unmotivated and going exactly. and, and, and playing the way he did the first half of the season? Exactly. But for this team to make a push, 
Mark, they're gonna need they're gonna need to make some move. To me, the most in category, you know, important, most important. The number one thing is they need a left shot defenseman, you know, and and and, and will take a right shot, but you really need a left. You know, they need that. That's huge. They need a right wing. If you move the brusque, if you move the brusque, you need a right wing to replace him at that top line. Because you know, I don't want to think you want to mess with the with the second and third line here. You know, and then, you know, they need a second line uh, center. Huala's Hala is playing well, but I think if you got a center that was that second line guy, and you know what, Mark, Flo Elmark, put him out there. I mean, I think people, they're not going to want that five million dollar contract a year, but you know, put him out there, see what happens, right? Who is it? Uh, but so you've mentioned these positions that they need that that, yeah. that you you could fortify and strengthen for the stretch run to try to get yourself a. a uh, one more try at a, at a cup, right? So, yeah. but who's out there? Are there names out there that you you see that they could that are, are reasonable? Not let's not throw out you know these names that you know are unattainable. They're never gonna. They don't have what it takes to go get a guy like like that. But yeah. are there guys that are attainable? I think there's some talk about Middleton, Jacob Middleton out of San Jose. You know he he's 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 great in high danger areas. I consider front out in front of the net a high danger area, right? Where you got to move people out. He's got power. He's a big, big guy. He's he's uh f- he's got 50 kills. He's been on the ice for 50 kills, uh, which is the lead. He's leading the league um, in that. So you know he can play defense. He'll 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 get people out of the way. That's one right there. Um, now, now, Chris, some, to get someone like him though, would you have to give up the brusque? You have to. I think you give up the brusque. Probably another pick and you know, some money there too. So, I mean, that, that's going to cost a little bit to do that. Um, but the brush wants out anyway, but some cheaper guys and Mark, you mentioned that this week, we talked about the cheaper. There's two guys that we're looking at Chara, um, Chichurin in Arizona. Okay. Uh, he's a top four defenseman. Uh, and the, the Arizona needs to be a seller here. I, w- I would imagine he's got three to four left years left on his contract. So that's, that's desirable. And then uh, Subban, you know, I like Subban, but he's going to cost a little money. Yeah. But you talked about Chara, Mark. Chara, I'll be honest with you. I, he, I had mentioned him, and then I, all of a sudden I heard him on, 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 on these other local channels bringing him up. It was like our phone conversation was bugged, right? But, <laughs> right. but Yeah, anyway, we'll talk about some of that later, we'll too. We'll talk about that later, <laughs> right? But, so, the reason I mentioned him was because I know he's 44 years old. He's nowhere near what he once was. However... Yeah. It's going to cost you basically nothing. You probably give up a fifth round pick. They'll probably take it for him. This is his last go around. His family still lives in Boston. I know he hasn't, they said he hasn't requested a trade, but if it's Boston, he's coming. No, he'll there's, do it. there's no question he's coming if it's Boston. So we can, he could take one more ride with these guys that he played with for all those years. And you talk about Chris, you need somebody in front of the net. Well, Jesus physical. He ain't going to give you a lot. But he may give you four or five kills a game where you drop him in there, Chris, when you need him, and it, no one's moving him out of there. He, he'll right. do what he's got to do. And when you when somebody tries to get physical with you or punk you guys and bang people into the ball, well, now you can put the enforcer out there for a shift or two and let him bang some guys. No one's fighting him. Even at 44 years old, Chris, he drops the glove. He's seven feet on skate, for Christ's sakes. He'll, people aren't going to want to bang with him. So... I think there's a role for him on this team. It's not going to be a, a huge role, yeah. but he could play a role and you could get him cheap if you can't get any of these guys that you, you've mentioned. Right. If they, and if there's an injury, he can he can step in. And maybe that'll True. let a fire on the, on the Carlos' ass, honestly. 
but Maybe. Middleton I like, but he's a left-hand shot. You know, you need a right-hand shot, and there's not, you know, there's not a – that's why, you know, maybe Subban or you say Chara. Um, but what do they have to give up, you know? I mean, Forsberg was signed in the offseason. He hasn't been good. So no. what do you give up? What do they have? That's the problem with their trade That's situation. the issue. They they, don't their draft anything. sucked. Yeah. They, they have nothing to give up. I mean, you could give up the brusque. Frederick, you can look at as as, as possible trade bait. This uh, Vankanainen. All right. He's a guy that played 15 games this season. They put him with the top line on defense. He did okay. He did pretty good. So that's somebody you can maybe float out there. And I wouldn't float Swayman because somebody will jump on it. That's that's a they'll get calls on Swayman, but Omar's the guy I would float. But last mark on some centers to look at. Just keep these guys in mind. Andrew Kopp in Winnipeg. That'll cost you a little much. Um Claude Garou, a familiar name out of Philadelphia. Uh, Thomas Hurdle out of San Jose and, and JT Miller out of Vancouver, who I think, you know, he's made for the playoffs. He's 28 center. Um, he's a manageable contract at $5 million at, at a cap hit. So, and, and I think he's got some years left, 29 years old. So there are guys they can get. The biggest problem for them is going to be, do they have enough to get them? Do they have enough to dangle to these teams? Mark, let's get a big guy. Let's get somebody in front of that freaking net. Stop knocking people around. Let's go, let's get Terry O'Reilly back. Let's get some of these guys, you know. Pull, unfortunately, pull unfortunately, we don't have yeah, we don't have the horses to get those guys, right? No. So so and even DeBrusque, I wouldn't give him up for nothing. I mean, I would just because he requested a trade. If you're not getting something big in return for him, you know what? Let him play it out. Say, listen, kid, you're stuck here for the rest of the year. But listen, lead us to a final, a cup final, and your right. your worth will skyrocket. And then yep. you, you you'll get a, you'll get your due, you'll get your payday, you'll get whatever you need. But you're gonna do it on a consistent basis and take us deep into the playoffs. Yeah. We tried to trade you. We didn't get a package that was good for us. Now go show the rest of the league. Um, I, I can be a star in this league. That may work out to your advantage. Hopefully, if he doesn't get traded, he doesn't turn it off and say, well, screw this. You know what I mean? Which it would behoove him not to do that. It really would, but you never know with these guys. You just don't know. Well, listen, um, I don't know if it'll be enough, any of this, to, to put them over the top, but it certainly will be fun down the stretch. Our real deal New England take was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. When we come back... Like I say always, buckle up. Catone's comments is next. Podcast, wherever you podcast, what's your special song? Hey, for We talked last week about the combine, the NFL combine, where, where the best college players in the country show up, put on a showcase, and, and you help to take determine their draft status and it, well, among, they have other workouts. Yes, but, but that's a big thing. Okay. In the entire NFL, most of the key people gather that, that week and that weekend in Indianapolis to, for that process. New England sent a bunch of flunkies to the process. Agents who were there said, 
that they, they had a guy that no one's ever heard of talking to agents about free agents. They, they didn't even know who, the, who it was. No idea who this guy was New England had reaching out to talk about free agents. That was nice, nice, great job, Bill. Great job. Great job, buddy. Never mind the cartoon character coaches you brought in. We make fun of Bruce Arians, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. Are you kidding me? I'll get to that in a few minutes. So that's number one. Then a couple of the agents were talking to, I think it was Brad Breer, and he, they said, listen, the Patriots are operating like it's five, six years ago. They still got number 12. They're still in their prime. They think you're going to come to New England for bar- bargain basement prices. They're basically telling people, hey, listen, go shop yourself around. You don't get a deal that you like. Come back to us. We'll give you a one-year deal, cheap money, and then you can prove you can show you're a star again, and, and you go get big money next year. Why would anybody do that? Why? When they could go to Denver with Russell Wilson. They could go to San Diego, uh, the L.A. Chargers with, with Hebert. They can go play with Mahomes. They, what, why, they, why are they coming to you? They can go play with Josh Allen. They're coming to you? Explain to me why. Why? Belichick's got to get off his goddamn soapbox and, and put his ego aside. And he's got to realize this isn't six years ago. You're living in the past. In Patriot Nation, I hate to say it, we're living in the past because that isn't this team anymore. The coaching staff is a joke, an absolute joke. It, it, that's a fact. What free agent's coming here? Last year, you paid, overpaid for guys like Nelson Aguilar and Jonu Smith. That's why they came here. They didn't come here on, on team-friendly deals. You don't have that money this year to do that to overpay for free agents. So what free agent is actually going to come here this year? Let's think about that. Seriously, think about it. Kraft, rather than getting involved, Bob Kraft, and, and telling Bill, what's going on here? I don't like what I'm seeing. He's busy getting engaged to 47-year-old women. Listen, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You want to get engaged to a 47-year-old woman. Okay, that's wonderful. But listen, Keep your eye on the damn prize because he, I don't know where, well, we know where his eyes are going. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand what that organization is now doing. The mismanagement from offering Joe Tooney uh, a franchise tag to, to screwing up the Stefan Gilmore situation to the J.C. Jackson situation. You franchise Tooney but yet you don't franchise J.C. Jackson, who there's a huge market out there for him because the cornerback market in free agency is terrible. You could have franchised him, traded him for a second-round pick. It's better than the third, late third-round compensation pick you're going to get the following draft for compensation when you lose a top-flight free agent. And then the, the kicker to all of this, every team... You, you looked around Indianapolis, draft weekend, had their defensive coordinator there, had their offensive coordinator there, evaluating players. Chris mentioned last week how badly we need linebackers. Where was Gerard Mayo? Played linebacker. Was a good linebacker. Knows how to play the position. Knows what's required to play the position at this level. Where was he? He was at Boston College 
watching a bunch of stiffs because Boston College's football program stinks because they put on some kind of a, a, a private workout session for Patriots staff. Him and, and the, the imbecile and the mullet, the mullet, Belichick's son, the mullet, <laughs> they were there. <laughs> Why were they there? They were there because friends of Bill, the defensive coordinator for Boston College, went to school with Belichick's son, where? Rutgers University. We know he loves Rutgers. Rutgers University, that's why those fools were there. Instead of being at the Combine watching the best linebackers in the country, they're at a shit program's workout? Because that's what Boston College's program is. It's shit. It, it's so frustrating. Let's Listen, we're fooling ourselves if we actually think that this team's going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. Listen, last year, they beat up on the worst teams in the league. They won in Buffalo. It was a fluke. It, it was a weather game. They won because of the weather. I'll say it. They won because of the weather. Don't fool yourself. That's why they won that goddamn game. They couldn't beat anybody after the rest of the season. I'm disgusted with what's going on. Hey, Kraft's chasing skirts. Man, that 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 New Year's resolution has taken a beating. <laughs> <laughs> it has taken a beating. Mark, listen, I can't agree. I can't agree with you more. I mean, you look at while you were while you were um, losing your mind for a second here. I went through corner. The three most important positions on on a on a football team are quarterback, corner, offensive tackle, right? Left tackle. They don't have, you know, the quarterback. Okay, I you think know. he'll be all right if they bring people in. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then the other one's wide receiver. So outside of quarterback, corner, wide receiver, offensive tackle, mock. They don't have any of those three right now because J.C. Jackson's gone. We know it. He's going to get twenty million dollars. I don't think he's worth that, but compared to what you have, you don't have a a, a top-flight corner. No. You certainly don't have a top-flight wide receiver, a number no. one. You don't even, arguably not even a way, number two. What about wide receivers? By the yeah. way, now they're saying there's interest from teams in Nikhil Harry. Oh, my God. Go ahead, do it. Have whatever, listen, you know. Listen, listen yeah. pack his bags, cook yeah. them, get a get, yeah. do whatever you're going to do to get him on the plane. Yeah. Ship I'll him take out. A, I'll take a nice duffel bag and a nice hat for him you oh know, from the team that uh, that gives up. But, again, o- offensive tackle, too. Isaiah Wynn, you know, I mean, stiff, these – Yeah, I knew – He was a first Winu, Yeah, first number 21. Sitting where they are now, 21 or 22, they took a guard from Georgia at, for offensive tackle. Mark, and then they took a running back later in the first round. No, it, it, and, and, and free agents Who's not on not, the team – who's not even on the team anymore. And by the way, all his buddies, you know, all his friends and buddies, Belichick, yeah, the one that could actually could have helped him this offseason and allowing O'Brien to leave didn't, okay? What the hell has Nick Saban ever done for us? What the hell has he ever done for Belichick? Who knows? But he didn't help him too much. So, I mean, and they're talking about spending. Say, well, they won't spend. Well, last year they spent a ton of money. Mark, they could spend this year too. When you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, that's that's gravy. You need to spend every single year, every single year. And don't talk to me about the cap. I, I, do you want to hear about the cap? Mark? The cap, the cap is a bunch of BS, right? So these teams either front load or back load the money. The old, th- that money 
the way they give out, it, it, they guarantee it in, uh, during certain years of the contract, and they play with those years in the guaranteed money. And the guaranteed money is really, it's fuzzy math, but it's really the only thing that really hits you on that salary cap. Teams are doing it all over the league. Again, I'm going to pick on Kraft. Why? Because he's making money, Chris. He's a billionaire, yeah. but he, what Belichick's system won because a variety of reasons. A big pot was number 12. And because of the way they paid players, Kraft has made a ton of money. Well, now you have to spend money like the other teams have. Yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to do what these other teams are doing, which means your profit margin is going to be less. Kraft is not willing to do that yet. So he's still playing under the same rules he played with when he had Brady and all those veteran players that could win. That has to change. Like you said, the, the, the that cap is a bunch of crap. A bunch of crap. Oh, it is. I don't want to hear is. it. It, it, it oh, is. they're only $10 million. They only got $10 million to spend on the cap. That's a bunch of BS. They spent $153 million, Green Bay, on, on Rodgers, and an hour later, they franchised Devontae Adams. Are you yeah. kidding me? Come on. It, 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 it's, it's, it's getting to it because the AFC is getting so much better. And they just they just keep going above, you know. Come one on. team keeps getting That's above us and above us and above us, and the New England just keeps it drop lower and lower and lower as these teams add. And now for free agents for wide receiver mock, you know they they franchise like you say they franchise Godwin, they franchise Adams. How much is left? Because these teams can fig figure out the cap because they spend money. They're spending money. Their profit margin is less. They're spending money. And they they work. They're moving it around. They're bouncing it front, back, first year, third year. They, they're playing around with guaranteed money. They're playing around when when things bonuses come through. The Patriots don't want to do that because Kraft don't want to spend the money like no. that. He it's don't want to spend that kind of money. It's okay. Everyone says, "Oh, they they no one manages the cap like them." That's true. Or the but draft. Or the draft. Well, the draft, I don't know. But <laughs> managing the cap, that what they did, again, like the agent said, they're living in, in they're living in, in a, a, an era five, six years ago. They're living in the twilight yeah. zone. It's a time warp. You can't do that anymore to compete in this league. You have to spend money differently. And they're not willing to do that right now. Yeah. Go out, go out and get what, try to go out, get what you can get or test the market, then come back to us and we'll pay. Yeah, that was fine when number 12 was there. You think these guys are going to tell you think JC Jackson's going to test the market and then he's coming back to New England saying, Hey, do you guys want to match this? Yeah, nope. okay. Nope. You know, for what? Uh, 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 you know, a 10th, 15th place, you know what I mean? 10th place team, 8th place nope. in the conference. Nope. They're not going to do it. So, and Mark, I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought this up, but Catone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com, allow us to be your voice. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, we, our weekly rewind. And, uh, Mark, I think you brought up what you've brought up. I want to continue it. So scrap everything you were going to do for weekly rewind. We're, <laughs> we're going to continue with what we, we were just talking about right after this. 
that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years' experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Yeah, Mark, listen, uh, scratch out everything you had in your notes for Weekly Rewind because we, I, we have to continue with this. There's a couple of things that, I, that triggered in my brain when you were talking about this, and I got to get to it. Can I so still play the, the wash? <laughs> so let's go, Joe. Rewind. Going back, back, going back through the week. About a weekly rewind. rewind. Okay, where to begin, right? Where to begin? So this past week, uh, and piggybacking off what Mark's talking about, about, you know, the Patriots, but looking around the league right now and how these teams have gotten better. Okay, so... We'll talk about quarterbacks, just quarterbacks in a second, but this is, these are some of the notable things that have happened. You got Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos, okay, for three, you know, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, you know, um, a couple of players. I think Noah Fant went up to Seattle, uh, and so and then Drew Locke, the quarterback. So they gave up a lot to get him, um, Denver, but now Russell Wilson's in the conference. Carson Wentz left the conference. I would have rather seen the reverse, but – Carson Wentz left the conference, went over to uh, Washington, I believe. Um, yes. Yeah, the commanders. And he was a third-round third pick. The one that irritates Mark a lot is getting off the quarterbacks for a second. It's Khalil Mack, and that just happened. He's traded to the Chargers in exchange for a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Mark, we couldn't afford that? No. Well, you know what it is? We have so many linebackers. We have so much talent at that position. So we didn't need them. We didn't need him. We don't need a linebacker that kid that is unstoppable getting to the quarterback. Why do you need him? No. Or going sideline to sideline or just creating havoc everywhere he on the field. just creates havoc when he's healthy. No. We don't need because him. Because Hightower was doing the good job of that, I think. So was in Bentley, right? They're doing a nice job with that. So that, that I that's, guarantee you Bentley comes back. Belichick loves him. I told you already last week, get rid of them all. I don't want any of the linebackers. They've already, they, they did a good thing. They released Van Noy. Fantastic. I'm with you. Now let's keep going. Okay, let's get rid of Winovich. Let's get rid of Dietrich Wise. These guys, they can't seal the edge. They can't get to the quarterback. They're one-trick wonders out there. No speed in the center. We talked about this last week. So they got some work to do there, linebacker. But, Mark, going to the quarterbacks, because I, I need your take on this. So now this is what you have looking up. This is who Mac Jones is looking up at right now. If you go through the, t- the top five quarterbacks in the league, and, and we can differ on any of the particular order here. But you got Russell Wilson. This is in the West. You got Russell Wilson, Denver. You got Mahomes, Kansas City. You got Hebert in San Diego or L.A. You got Burrow in Cincinnati. And you got Allen in our division. So there's a five right there that automatically jump over the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Now, some will say, okay, Derek Carr, uh, uh, Jackson in – 
in Baltimore, and then yep. Tannehill in uh, Tennessee. In Tennessee. So, first of all, wow, you know, what, what do you – there's no good quarterbacks in the NFC anymore. They're on the AFC, Mark, which is completely – we're screwed here. So, how screwed are the Patriots right now? Well, you're really screwed if number 12 ends up in, in – in Vegas, oh, supposedly he bought a house out there. And number 12 ends up with Josh McDaniels. You're really Excellent. screwed. I told you. He did say it. Joe, 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 did, I called Joe it. did say it. Joe did point that out. But Joe listen, called it. Mark, so, listen. So, so the only saving grace is they're in the NFC, AFC West, right? They're beating each other up. That's your saving grace. They're going to beat each other up. They play each other twice, twice a year. So what that tells you is chances are, Top seed in the AFC is not going to come out of that division anymore because they're going to beat up on each other. So K- Kansas City's not going to be guaranteed the number one seed anymore because you're gonna, th- those teams will beat up on each other, I would think. But you got a problem because you have Josh Allen, who is now your nemesis, someone you've proven the last two games. You can't stop him. They'll be your number one seed. Now what do you do? Now you're, gonna, you're looking up at him for the next 10 years. Or Cincinnati, right. or Cincinnati. Oh, Burrow, I'm not, well, Cincinnati, Burrow, they need a, they need some pieces. Yeah, I know they went to the Super Bowl, but I I always thought they were like two years away. You bring in some more pieces, they're going to be you know. But but who knows? You never know. I mean, they could. Well, be, that that division you know, sucks. The division stinks, but Pittsburgh is supposedly all well, in. Let's get let's all get all in. The, I, I'm not going to say it yet. They're all in on somebody. Don't even talk to me about that yet because I'm ready to my microphone may explode so in about a minute. Take, here's my last here's my take on the quarterbacks. Getting yeah. to the quarter back to, to what you asked me. I listen to all these people all week, all these so called experts on the quarterbacks and where does Mac Jones rank and blah, 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 blah. Listen, if you can give, if you can do the right thing at wide receiver this year and get him the tools he needs, I'm not so impressed with the coaches of these other quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's going to a first-year head coach. Andy Reid, I think there's all kind of dysfunction going on. It started to reap its ugly head last year towards the end of the year in Kansas City, similar to what happened towards the end of his reign in his tenure in, in Philadelphia. That's starting to creep in. So maybe there's going to be a transition to the enemy very soon. I don't know. But, but you, Andy Reid doesn't impress me. Then the coach for the, the Chargers is a cartoon character. He stinks. The coach for the Chargers cost them more games this year. He stinks. McDaniels with Tannehill, I think he's going to be a Carr. good coach. But but you still don't know with Carr. I'm sorry, I said Tannehill with Carr. But you still don't know what McDaniels is going to give you, right? So when you look at the coaching, everything I went crazy about in Catone's comments Talked about everything else that Belichick does. But the guy can still coach. Last time I checked. All the other stuff I mentioned is what drives me crazy with him. But I think the guy can still coach. So I think you got the advantage with the coach that's behind uh, Mac Jones. So, and so I don't know. I I don't, yeah, he's behind those guys. But I think if you bring in receivers with your coach, you can compensate for those other guys. Now, there's one guy you left off that list, which, you know, if you want me to bring it up, I will. Well, sure what? <laughs> well, well, to your, listen, to Mark's point, you know, it's like having a silver platter 
with a piece of crap on top of it that you're presenting. So I'm coming out to a nice, beautiful dinner in a nice dining room with a nice silver platter, and I take the top off, and there's a piece of crap on the top. That's what you have in New England. The silver platter is Belichick, the coach. The crap on top of it are the players. So it doesn't make a difference how good of a coach you can be or you are. If you got shit, you got, you know, Mark, if you got crap, you got crap. And that's what's happening, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, my God. And you know what? Last year, finally, Kraft allowed, I think kind of told Bill, you, you got to take some input from our, 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 our draft staff, our scouts, our staffs. And I think Ziegler had a big say in that draft. Yeah. And that's the best draft we've had in several years. But I think Ziegler had a big say in that. He's gone. So what does he do? He replaces him with another one of his cronies who he's going to walk right over come draft night. So so we've gone backwards. Because they won't challenge him. They At least won't McDaniels or Brian, guys like that would have. Ziegler you know, challenged them too. Right, exactly. And, and those other go coaches too would have pushed for the guys they wanted. Some of those guys, O'Brien, McDaniel, and so on. Now there's nobody. And they're all, yes, Bill. Yes, Bill. No, Bill. Yes, Bill. Can I help you, Bill? You know, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> So, so okay, if we talked about the quarterbacks. We talked about those top five that we just discussed are all over Mac Jones. Yes. Right now. Does Mac Jones have the potential to become better than, you know, an Allen, a Hebert, um, even Wilson in his advanced up in eight, maybe in a few years, perhaps, you know, maybe, I don't know. But right now. Would you? I see. I consider him better than Tannehill right now. I do. I consider him better than Tannehill. I consider him better than David Carr right now. The key, the thing. So I see him like seventh. The big thing to me is, where does Lamar Jackson rank to you? Because I honestly believe that next year, but coaching aside for a minute, offensive coaching aside, that I think Mac Jones has a has, has a chance to become better than than Lamar Jackson. And I know you, everyone thinks I'm frigging nuts, but I think I think Jackson's going to lose that job to Huntley. He played better than Jackson down the stretch when Jackson was hurt. I think that guy's going down. What do you think? Where does Mac Jones rank? I'm not, well, I'm not a fan of Jackson. You know that. I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson. No. So, so the fact that he may end up above Jackson next year, I'm okay with that. I think he ranks just behind that upper echelon of, Guys, so I, think he ran, I think he ranks seventh because there's a guy you're not mentioning. You refuse to mention him. He's seventh. He's not 67th. Mark, t- tell me. Um, if you, I- if those are the only five guys in the AFC, yes, then he's sixth. But all indications are Deshaun Watson, who was cleared, I repeat, cleared by the grand jury yesterday of any criminal charges is going to be <coughs> he's going to be traded with before free agency hits i believe or definitely before the draft maybe not before free agency let me not get ahead of myself he'll be traded before the draft absolutely before april 28th deshaun watson will be traded somewhere unbelievable and all indications are it's going to be to an afc team because they have the most to offer so, like Miami, like Pittsburgh, yeah. these are the teams we're talking about. Nine, you could throw Indianapolis in the you mix. You could throw now. Indianapolis in the mix now. Absolutely, you could. 
Mark, Joe, (laughs) here's the thing, okay? First of all, as soon as Tom – tell me what happened first. Did Watson demand the trade before Brady left New England or after? I think it was – I don't remember the the timeline. Well, either way, okay? As soon as we realized, as soon as that thing hit, either you knew that you didn't have Brady anymore or he demanded a trade. What the hell was I saying on this show? What was I saying? Somebody tell me. Trade, trade for Watson, trade for Watson. And, then, and then like a week later, all these charges came out. Yeah, all, all, all the civil charges and all these things. And, and we talked about it on the show. Nobody wants to get into it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but I did. And I said, see all that stuff? See all those civil complaints that are against him, which are still there. Okay, then I think that they're, they're, they're going to end up being meritless. Okay, you're not going to go anywhere. And on top of it, they're civil stuff. I don't see him getting suspended or kicked out of the league for anything like that. Okay, any of those allegations and things like that. And forget what you think personally about this guy and everything else and all that crap and, and all this stuff. But from a football standpoint, I've been saying it for a friggin' year. This guy needs to be on your team. If you bring this guy on the Patriots, He's now immediately to the top of that list just because of the youth that's involved with all those other four guys. Wilson, I don't know. I mean, you put Wilson with him, but everybody forgets how good Watson really was. I, everybody forgets it, okay? So he belongs on the, he, he belongs on the friggin' New England Patriots, and they, belong, they should be all in on him. And, and you know what, Mark? What's it going to take? What, three? It'll take Three first round, pick. and you know what? They could have got him so much free, so much cheaper, man, so much cheaper back when all this stuff came out. And I told you then, I said it then. He's no way criminal charges are coming. I know a little bit about this, what? you know, just a little, just a just little, a little. <laughs> just a little bit, you know. I, listen, I was a prosecutor. I was, I was worked work, working in the charging department. Listen, from what they had on the table. I said it then. There is no chance criminal charges are coming against this guy. There's no way it's going to happen. This will never survive a preliminary hearing or a grand jury hearing. It will never survive. Why? Because when you look in at who all these allegations and who they're coming from, and I'm not saying he didn't do things wrong, or I'm not getting into all that, but when you look at who's bringing these, you're talking about a massage parlor, you're talking about, look, the grand jury had to look at this and say, are you kidding me right now? I mean, are you kidding me? And, and by the way, grand jury indictments are at like 98%. Everything, everything they put across them. I tell clients, no matter what they put across, they're going to find it, hold it to answer. Basically, it is this. It's a probable cause determination. Was there a crime committed? Is it possible a crime was committed? And could this be the guy who did it or the person who did it? That's what they're trying to determine. And they couldn't even make it past that threshold, Mark. And I said this months and months and months ago. And I'm so goddamn sick and tired of nobody. And, and Mark, don't even get me started on the flagship. Oh, my God. Murray and Felger. And these guys, months ago, when we were talking, bring Watson in, they didn't talk. I don't want to touch Watson. Well, let's not touch him. We're not going to touch him. Listen, the grand, jury, the grand jury decision came down yesterday. And I've been listening to those guys for the last three weeks talk about, you need to be in on Watson. You need to be in on Watson. Oh, that's terminology. You're going to be in on him. That's what everybody says. But before it was, don't touch him. Don't even listen to that crap. You stay right here with the real deal because we had it. Mark, what's it gonna, what would it take to get him? I'm so pissed off well, right now. I can't a, even. It's a two-part thing. So last year when you wanted him, you probably could have got him. 
for the 15th pick, which ended up being Mac Jones. Okay, 15th pick, probably two more ones and something else, you know, fourth, third, fourth, whatever, right? You could have gotten them and you could have figured something out there. So the first, the 15th pick last year is a wash. The 15th pick would have been like, okay, your 15th pick was Deshaun Watson. Yep. Holy shit. The other two number ones, who cares? You can't draft anyways. The Rams keep giving up draft picks every year. They don't give a shit. They got a Super Bowl, right? So now it would cost you. And that was for Stafford. That was for Stafford. Now it would cost you. Definitely you have to throw Mac Jones in the deal. Looking at was what they gave up for Russell Wilson, you probably got to throw in Jones, maybe three, two or at least probably three more ones. Because now, as you said, they're gonna go for now. They're gonna go for broke. Now they're gonna they're gonna shoot for the moon now. Well, yeah, they, everybody wants them. Now yeah. everybody wants them. They're gonna get into a bidding war. They're gonna get they're gonna get one of those Herschel Walker halls. They're gonna get a deal like they did one Walker years ago when Dallas screwed the Vikings. Yeah. See, I, Mark, I think it's going to take, for me, I think it's going to take Jones, two ones, just two. Two ones, a couple of twos, they'll a couple of threes. Th- they'll last so, for three. They'll last for three, but I think, you know, and then don't forget, he's dealing with Casario there. Okay, we'll get to the, the no-trade clause. Now, Watson has a no-trade clause. He's already he's already uh, turned down the Carolina. Carolina put an offer in front of him. Watson already turned that down. So, you know, he he's wanting to go where he's wanting to go. So if he, in the event he would want to go to New England, he wants. By to the stay way, this is AFC. nice to think about, but New England will never do this. This is happening. Think about it like this, okay? You give up Mac Jones. That's a number one pick. You give up two more firsts in, in this year. Give him the twenty-one. Give him the one next year. Or give two two twos. One the year after that, and twenty-four threes. Whatever. Dangle Jonu Smith out there, okay? Eat some of his money. You know. A money, it would be a money issue as the Houston Olawana. But Dangle Jonu Smith out there, some players. That's, I think, what it would take. And nobody, nobody is mentioning this. Guess who's coming in tow if you bring Watson in? No matter where he goes, guess who's following him, Mark? You know. DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely. That that guy, and I don't know what he's got left in Arizona, but I don't think it's much. Listen, Arizona, just for the record, is turning into a goddamn dumpster fire. That place is getting ready to implode over there. I'll I tell you that right now. From everything you can hear that's going on out there, you're out there, it, 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 they're on shaky ground out there. I'm going to so interject like, two so, things real quick, though. When you said that, Chris, back that yeah. time, <clears throat> cancel culture, that's a real thing. So if there was a potential. He's not going to play anymore. And speaking of which, the second part of this is, I'll throw this one out there for you guys. Guess who's still uh, out there, still work, doing some workouts? Is Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick? So, you know, what do you think about him? Jumbling things uh, up, still wake, making making throws out there. I don't think he was good. I don't think he was good enough then. I don't think he was the reason they were in the Super Bowl, San Fran. And I don't think he's good now, personally. Yeah. So, irregardless of, of of the social statement that he made and what he stood up for, just pure pure football. I, I agree with that statement. That he's I didn't bringing think he was that good. Then. I didn't think he was that good. Then. I thought I didn't think he was that good because he's an old San Francisco guy. So <laughs> right. I want to, to get just riled up. I want to toss it out there. He wants TB12 over there, you know. But yeah, Mark, I think that's what it takes. So, so you look at it like this: you give Mac Jones away. That's 15. So, would you pick Deshaun Watson, uh, number 21? 
in this year's draft? Of course. Draft? Okay. Of course. Would you pick DeAndre Hopkins in next year, wherever they are, number one next year? Of course. Year? Okay, then what's the problem? Give up an extra one. So basically, you gave up two ones. You got back Watson and Hopkins that you would draft in the first round, and you're really only giving up two first-round picks, unless I'm stupid and forgot something somewhere along the line. Well, but you do that, you're instantly, and free agents going to want to come. Hopkins will be here. Uh, it pisses me off, Mark. It really does. Well, listen, it's, 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 it's great to talk about, but it's never happening. It's yeah. not happening. It they, should happen. Never, it should happen. It absolutely should happen. It's, but we're not going to be in under Sean Watson. I'm going to tell you that right now. Belichick likes the rookie contract that Mac Jones has. He's not spending any money on him. Bob Kraft likes the rookie contract because his profit margin is better. That That's just the way it is. And, Joe, after that rant that he just went on, who, that was Corso's comments. Who's the sponsor of Corso's comments, Joe? Right. Corso's crisis, right? Joe, yeah, Corso's crisis. <laughs> All, right. All right, well, we got we to gotta get to our heated hotline. We didn't get to Roger's contract, but he's a jerk. I don't think he's worth it, Mark. I don't know. Do we, do we even have time for that? You went on such a rant. I don't even know. Did we have time for the heated, uh. for the... For that. Are you going to blame me for that? Now? Yeah, you went on your crazy rant. Well, Mark, at least, let, Joe, at least play it. Let, I'm going to play it because play uh, it. it was a good deal. You know what? We'll set it up for next week because yeah, it, it's it. a big deal. Play it. Hey, Corsair and Tone, it's Brett from Chicago, and I just uh, I wanted to call in and leave my complaint for the week, and it's about the Major League Baseball. You know, I am I am so fed up. I am fed up with billionaire owners locking out players. I'm fed up with billionaires crying poor, claiming they, that they lost so much money in 2020. Guess what? Everyone lost money in 2020. People lost livelihoods in 2020. My wife and I almost lost everything in 2020. I don't want to hear it from a billionaire. I'm done. In 1994, I was in college, and I went through the first lockout, and I didn't go to a game for four years. I have two kids under age five right now. I don't think I want to introduce them to baseball, MLB baseball, that is. I'll take them to minor league baseball. I'll have them play little league. I'm not going to show them the big leagues unless they want to do it on their own because they're nothing but money grubbing, greedy-ass bastards, old bastards at that, that don't care about anything but their bottom line and getting richer and richer off it. National pastime, and guess what? Without the fans, without the people paying all the money to go to the games, buy all the jerseys, buy all the souvenirs, they would be nothing, nothing, and they don't give a shit. I'm done. I love oh, it. Oh, I love it. What's his name again? I know he's Chicago. Brett from Chicago. Brett from Chicago. Listen, that's a great call. That may be one of the best we've had. Mark, I know we're going to go over a little bit. The other baseball guy, what do you think about what he's saying? Well, he's absolutely right. Because if they weren't making money, why wouldn't? And it was and it was even the small market teams were really crying about this. And, and the players said, okay, listen, we sympathize with you. If you lost all that money, open up the books. Let's look at the books. And let's see how much money you lost, and, th- and that can drive our negotiations. They wouldn't open up the books because, as the guy, the caller said, they're full of shit. Okay? He, just like he said, they're full of shit. They didn't lose money. They didn't want to open the books. And and and, and so you, you, you went through this whole nonsense for the last whatever number of days when you should have been doing something to make the game better, which they did do some of that, which I know we don't have time to get into now, we can get into that next week. 
Yeah, I, look, Mark, get the num- everybody. You, you want to know the deal? Go look it up. Um, it, it's all out there. It's a bunch of numbers, a bunch of tax things, and all but that. I, w- I would like to talk about it next week, though. Yeah, we will. But, but, but Mark, real quick, I, 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 you know, I know it passed, but tell me about the rule change because that's what's irritating me the most is the freaking rule changes or the lack. Universal DH passed, expanded to twelve team playoff, nine inning double headers instead of seven, no runner on second to start extra innings. Go. And what about that? Those are all great things. There shouldn't be no more that, seven innings. I can't stand. I couldn't stand that that runner on second base nonsense. Was, that, that's ridiculous. You don't do that. It's Major League Baseball for Christ's sakes, right? But did the pitch? Boy, you're the, a you're a dinosaur too. Shut up. <laughs> did the did the pitch clock pass? I couldn't figure no. that out. 2023 that, is on the table for p- shifts, pitch clock, and bigger Well, no, bases. I think that that's a guarantee that that's happening, though. It is. I, I don't think it's on the table. I think it's a. I think it's happening. So they'll get rid of those ridiculous shifts. They need a pitch clock to speed up the games. I think that'll be good for baseball. But forget those shifts. I'm a purist. Forget shifts. Play the game the way it should be played. But yeah, I love the pitch. I love the pitch clock, Chris. That's a great idea. I don't. I don't mind the uh, guy on second. Do something innovative. Get these. Get these. Yeah, get these right. friggin' right. Get these games all ended. Right. Do something innovative. Yeah, do it. Go ahead. And then in the All Star game, I love it. You know, home run derby if it's a tie. Love it. It's oh, like a shootout. All Star game. That is. Yeah. That is. That'd be great, right? Like a that shootout on hockey. But Mark, I think they can block some of these new changes, and I'm not sure why they would want to. Right? I, I, I just don't. But listen, we're going to talk much, much more about that. Mark's blaming me for it, of course. So Heated Hotline was presented by JAG Media Productions. Guys, obviously, we have to get out of here. Uh, Want to give thanks to all the uh, presenters. And also thank you for watching us on YouTube and listening on iTunes Radio, the iHot Radio app, and Alexa. And make sure you call on that Heated Hotline, 855 313 7287 and come back Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel for Marcatone. Joe Gonari, I'm Chris Corso. See you next week. All right, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 